What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Mongols Podcast, sponsored by Roughneck Scarves. I'm Mike. With me is Kevin Josh. The regular season is over, and we still have River Hound Saga to talk about. Let's go! Can you believe that, guys? No, I mean, that, that is no, the craziest sequence of events we've seen in, a, in quite a period of time. In the top right corner, gentlemen. Out to the middle. Back to Kerr. Oh, hey, guys. <laughs> hey, what's up? Uh, slightly <laughs> exciting there. That was that was a hell of an intro. Just just a little excited, you know? This is, this, okay, we've been doing, we, the three of us have been doing shows for literally the past three years. I was trying to think, like, is it even worth going back and trying to see how many shows? It's been well over 100, probably close to 150, because you figure we've been doing them weekly, not just about the Hounds. There was a stretch where we talked about uh epl for a while and then we said we were going to take some time off last season in the off season we didn't we just kept going through the whole off season so figure you know 150 plus episodes this is the very first one that we can talk about a riverhounds playoff match which is nuts and i know in the context of everything that just happened this past week it's there's there's still a lot to dissect there but We've never been able to talk about a playoff game before, so just slightly excited, slightly excited. <sighs> yeah, yeah, I, 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 I'm kind of just basking in it right now. I, I, I was trying to think of what to say in response to that, and I just couldn't because the whole time I'm just thinking like, yeah, that's really freaking cool. <laughs> Will it last? Whoa, whoa, shut up, downer <laughs> over here. <laughs> I wish I could mute your mic right now. I'm trying to pull us into the to, to the to the lead in to the discussion about these games. That's all I'm trying okay, to do. Okay, all right. So here's okay. the deal. I, I came in tonight and I was like, guys, I really don't want to talk about these games. And they were both like, No, we have to talk about them. So this 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 downer portion is presented by Kevin and Josh. Um, <laughs> but uh, so let's okay, we'll talk about these games and then we'll talk about all the other crazy playoff stuff. Um, we had two games this week. We all three of us predicted six points we got one um we played atlanta to a 1-1 draw where the conditions were garbage and we played new york to a 2-1 loss where we scored in like the last few minutes um otherwise you know new york was all over us so gentlemen you both had takeaways that you wanted to talk about in the context of things so i shall turn the floor over to you kevin since i feel like you're going to be the most negative let's start with you and then rise up from there um i i need to change something in my life to get rid of this title of being the most negative um <laughs> but i just i don't know i like to i like to think i'm the most i don't know not the most anything anyway i'm just gonna continue on with you're the takeaways. you're the most kevin that's what you are <laughs> it's clear you have three kids. kids. (laughs) Um, No, I I think there's, there's a lot of, on one side of the coin, yes, you have everything that you mentioned at the beginning of this podcast. You have, you know, we get, we get to talk about a home playoff game. When was the last time, you know, we've never been able to do that. And, you know, we have Beth Steele, a pretty good draw and all that kind of stuff. Um, but I think, you know, in the middle of the season, I remember th- there were points where we would talk about with legitimate chances, you know, we could have had a player, we could have, we, we could have had the golden boot winner and the golden glove winner, you know, both Nico Brett and, and Lind were fighting in the middle of the season to be the top dog in both of their positions. Um, no longer the case. Lind doesn't get his golden glove. Brett fell off a while ago. Um, you know, we talk about, hey, maybe, maybe Lily, Lily always finishes regular season strong. He'll finish this regular season strong. We'll go into the playoffs strong, and it'll be great. You know, since since we drew with Louisville, what, like six games ago or whatever like that, I don't, I don't have the points tally off the top of my head for what we got, but I know Louisville went on to win the last six games they had. Um, I mean, that's the kind of form that, you're looking at you like crap. You know, what I mean, like Louisville are going into this playoff run strong. I mean, so are Cincy, and and it really feels like we're kind of limping into it, and that's not a good feeling at all. Um, I think, 
for me, I, I don't know. I, different people have different opinions on this, but for me, it's not something like it's, oh, the players will switch it on when it matters. These games really didn't matter. We're going to, we're most likely going to be locked into third. I, I don't really buy that. I buy, you know, I'm, I, I believe more in the whole, you know, winning breeds winning momentum is a real thing that occurs in sports and all that kind of stuff. And we have none of it right now. Um, and that's, I think that's the biggest thing I'm worried about. I think, you know, if look, you know, looking at Louisville's form going into the playoffs and looking at our form, I mean, that just tell two completely different stories. And, and I know the last point I'll make here, um, you know, I, I talked about the previous week of, like, I'd love to finish above Louisville and, and go into next season and the playoffs saying, no, we, we were the better team in the East than you this year. Sorry, the points tally show that we were the better team in the East than you. And now that's that's not the case. I mean, what, we finished seven points behind them. That's a pretty clear line between third and second. And I just I just wish we, we could have done a lot more to uh, to blur that line between second and third, and we just kind of cemented it for everyone uh, with these last two results. Two points. One, just to back up what you said, Louisville and their last five games got 15 points, and our last five games we got six points. One win, three draws, and a loss. So it was sort of a downward slide over those last five games. Um, two, part of me feels like saying, shame on you, Kevin, because <laughs> we are we went from not making the playoffs to being comfortably absolutely third place. Absolutely. So... But- Last year, Kevin, it wants to kick this year, Kevin, in the head. That yeah, said, but, I'm not disagreeing but, with you. I'm just but there's, saying. There's also, there's also mid-season Kevin and, <laughs> and Kevin who has learned, you know, come to learn a lot more about these players, this club, and this coach. You know, I, you're right. Last season, this would have been amazing. And it's still, I don't, I don't want to take anything away from the club, Lily, and the team, and the squad. This, this was a pretty big achievement. Off of off of the recent history of what we've done, um, they should be proud and happy and celebratory. But at the same time, I think we all know these players and this coach are, are capable of performing better than they recently have been. And I know it. I know it's like I'm I'm all about enjoying the ride and all that kind of stuff. But you know, we we, we can do a lot this playoff season, and 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 I think we can do it. You know. I don't know. You, as a fan, you just want to see them hit the heights that you know they can hit. I now desperately want like a twisted Rick and Morty episode of like last year Kevin, midseason Kevin, and, and current yeah. Kevin all in a bar together debating this very topic. Just the three of you going at it. I think that would be genius. We should try to like. No, there's no way we could yeah. like edit that. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll like talk to Dan Harmon and. Uh, yeah. we'll, Sorry, I'm just imagining three Kevins in a bar together, and they're not going to fight. I mean, that's not how Kevin goes. It's going to end up pretty boring. Sharing, sharing wine recommendations and talking about their cat, which is the same cat, but yeah. I just don't drink a lot of wine. That's why I'm curious. <laughs> that's a lie. That's a total lie. Maybe proportionally, I don't drink a lot of wine. I drink a lot of other things. <laughs> okay. All right. Josh. All right. So, yeah, it sucks. It does. I, I don't feel good about how we're going into the playoffs. But we also have to keep in mind there were some other factors involved, like for the fact that we had three games so close to each other, one of them against Cincy. So it's it's not like we had an easy you know, last part of the uh, regular season. It was a pretty rough run there. So the fact that we were able to get two draws and then only drop the ball at the very last game isn't terrible. It's just not a good look for going into the playoffs uh, for sure. I'm more concerned by... So it was a weird situation with, with the fact that we tied Atlanta. Drawing against them meant that there was no way for us to go up. Um, at that point so that that game pretty much submitted it for us that okay so we're in third place we're locked in third place we can't possibly get second place and it turned out we wouldn't have been able to get second place anyway because louis uh did the job so even if we would have won that game we would have still been locked in third place um so going into new york we were in a situation where if we won the game uh we would be facing i think it was uh indy 11 i believe if we drew the game, it was Indy 11, and if we 
lost the game, it was going to be Beth Steele. That's kind of a weird place to be in. <laughs> but we were also in the same situation where if we lost the game by more than one, Dan Lin was going to lose the Golden Glove. So it was almost like a sweet spot where if you're thinking tactically, which I know is terrible to say because you want your team to win no matter what, but if you're thinking tactically, you're like, hmm, 1-0 loss wouldn't be bad <laughs> because we would get best deal in the playoffs and Dan Lin would win the Golden Glove. Well, half that came true. We ended up losing, but we lost 2-0. That sucks. Um, side note, really sucks that Dan Lin was in the game. I really think Kirk should have been playing that game. Dan Lin deserved a Golden Glove, and the fact that he wasn't able to get that really blows. But whatever. I don't, I'm don't. i not the coach. I don't make those decisions. <laughs> uh, so going into the playoffs, even though we do have a loss going into it, feel really good that it's against Beth Steele. I mean, that's that's where I'm at right now. I'm trying to look at the positive of it and the fact that we're going to be going up against Bethlehem for the first game, you know, it's it's best case scenario, if you ask me, as far as the first opponent. I mean, I, I would probably agree with that as, as far as the Bethlehem thing goes. I, I think it's a tough call with the, with the Lind thing. I mean, I think if, you, if you're making that speech to the locker room and saying, all right, you know, here's the starting lineup, and you say Lind, you know, <laughs> We're not starting you. We're going to... I don't know. I think it's, it's just tough. That's a really tough thing to do because then you're kind of sending a message that personal accolades are more important than trying to win games. And then, you know, that can get a slippery slope and you get a, a discussion about, you know, all that kind of stuff. I, I think it's tough. Uh, I mean, because, <laughs> like, look, we played... There was a game... Oh, man. It was just in the past few weeks where we had another three-game stretch and Kirk got the start where we were like, we need the win. And I just remember we looked at him and we were like, well, okay, uh, right. And he was able to get the win. So I think it's all about the reasons, though. I, I think if, if if this was like a, you know, if that decision was based off of he looked at both of them in training that week and Kirk outperformed Lind, fine. But I think if it was a clear, I'm doing this to get you the golden glove, I think it's then you're saying, okay, we're, we're in theory, what you're doing is weakening the team and a, AKA weakening your chances to get three points for the personal kind of award of Lind. And I don't think that makes a lot of sense. It's also kind of weird because going into this game, Lily had said, I can't remember, it might have been like an inside the box or something like that. He had said something about not doing a normal lineup for this match because he didn't want to give New York all their cards because the fact that we could have been facing them uh, for the first game. I, yeah, actually, I think if we drew, we would have faced them mm-hmm. for the first game of the playoffs. So he didn't want to you know, show all his cards. There's your in. There's your perfect excuse. And also, it's been three games. You have to arrest some players, blah, blah, blah. You could have totally put Kirk in there and justified it without having to say this is so you get the golden glove it's <laughs> yeah I mean, no you could have danced around it i agree yeah it, it wouldn't have been a hard dance we're not talking about the tango it would have been <laughs> at most the electric slide i mean this would have been so easy and no <laughs> well and in terms of the lineup too like in against new york it wasn't like we put out you know scrubs like that was a that was like a starting lineup that yeah to me, seen... to me that was the strongest 11 yeah yeah so i like and I, that surprised yeah. me. I thought he was going to change it up. I didn't think we were going to come out with the you know, starting 11. I, I really did think we were going to change some things up, give some other players some opportunities to play before the playoffs because you don't know who's going to get hurt, all that kind of stuff. I thought this would have been a perfect match for Kirk to, or not Kirk, uh, for Kevin Kerr to be in more to try to get him some minutes before the, the playoffs uh, since he just got you know off of being injured. That would have been nice to see. He came in for, like, what, 10 minutes? Yeah. I, I just really surprised by the lineup and the tactics that were used. And it didn't feel like the players were that motivated to win. If that's the case, which I know, I'm sure they got ripped a new one by Lily. Um, but if that's the case, then why not, you know, try something different, try to get some minutes for other players? Yeah. And to be fair, I mean, New York came out to play. Uh, I, I mean, Definitely. I remember I remember playing I, I remember playing them earlier this season. Didn't see this high of a press, um, especially it was for the first um, 10, 15 minutes. And I think I questioned on Twitter, Twitter whether or not they could keep it up. Um, and it seemed like as soon as they scored, they dropped back a ton. And that's when you started to see us play our game where it was opened up a little bit more and we got a lot more chances. And we our defenders were basically at the halfway line, just sort of keeping the ball in their zone and all of that. But 
if New York's able to play that way come the playoffs, I think they're going to steal something from somebody. Um, I, I think it's an easy team talk for their manager. He, you know, I, I think he says, do you want to play Pittsburgh or Charleston? And everyone's saying Charleston. <laughs> so, I mean, even though we've kind of been a bit pessimistic, especially with our recent form, but I think, yeah, on the whole, I would guess most, you know, most neutral fans would rather see Charleston than Pittsburgh in the playoffs. Are you guys at all concerned, you know, part of part of me still thinks like, you know, Lily's got something up his sleeve. Like, uh, are you at all concerned about this team just sort of switching it on? Like now that we're in the playoffs, going back to locking it down and like playing shutdown D and counterattacking offense, getting back to, you know, we've, we've sort of opened things up this last, I don't know, six, ten games where – you had much more of a, a, a push into the offense. Things were there was a lot of space between the forwards and the defense, which was very different from what we saw earlier this season. How do we go into these playoffs? Like how how do we? You're if you're Lily, Cap, do you just say we just keep doing what we've been doing, or do you have something up your sleeve and you try to throw you know Beth Steele off balance? Well, see, I think that's the thing. I think we we've seen two different teams. Over the course of the regular season, I think for the large portion of the beginning and the middle, um, it was uh, more defensive and take your chances when they come kind of uh, kind of kind of play. Whereas, yeah, it definitely seemed like at the tail end of the season, he's you know he maybe went to a back four a bit more frequently. He he tried to throw more attacking numbers forward. You know, maybe sometimes taking a you know taking a center back out and putting an extra man in midfield and things like this. Um, and to me, that suggests, okay, you know, maybe he's the new coach in town, a bunch of new players. First things first, we get solid defensively, and we build from there. Okay, he hits a point where he feels like he can do that. This is his next step. This is the evolution of the team, and he wants to go more attacking. And that just hasn't seemed to work at all. So, I mean, to me, it seemed like he wanted to play more like this as, as we have been playing at the, at the end of the season. It's just not working, and that's what kind of worries me is because – I think it's it's kind of hard if you're telling your players, all right, this is what we do now, this, this is what we got to play like, and blah, blah, blah. And then for the first game of the playoffs, say, you know what, that didn't really work too well. We're going to go back to what we did. That doesn't give a lot of confidence in anyone, really. Um, so I, I'm, I am worried about how we end up playing, mainly because, I mean, we, you know, we're not looking strong in attack. I think if, if we decide to say, okay, we're going to play defensively. I'm, I'm confident in us only letting up maybe a goal, but that doesn't give me a lot of confidence for going forward either. So it's, I, th- I think we're in a kind of a tight spot right now where Lily has to either make the call of saying, no, this is the right way to play. This is the right, you know, this is our system. This, this, this will get the best out of you guys. And um, so we keep doing it or, you know what, end of the season it hasn't really worked we you know we break glass we go back to to the beginning and uh and just stay solid i think it's a tough call josh are we just being like nervous everton fans where we're just so used to losing like we just we we overanalyze and we're just paranoid about everything I, i will say that this feels very familiar as far as going into it and feeling like we're the underdogs despite the fact that we're in third place it's like okay this is a familiar you know this is the the little team that could type feel i don't know like we have the best i mean one of the best defenses when it comes down to it goals conceded we're number one in the usl we have the least amount of goals conceded in the usl that's freaking amazing goal differential not so much we're like third place in the east i think um but yeah overall i i feel like we're strong in the back no matter what like i don't i i don't feel like that has to happen it doesn't have to be a trade-off. It's not like we have to commit a bunch of guys who would be going forward to the back line in order to keep us from conceding goals. We have a strong back line, and they're they're really good. So I'm not I'm not too worried about that. It is concerning though when we're talking about goals being scored. Uh, I don't think it's going to be as big of an issue though. I feel like as long as we're holding the back line, we're, we're fine. Um, I will say that uh, it, the thought of a shootout really makes me nervous. We have not been the greatest at penalty kicks, as we've seen, the, even you know in the last game. Penalty kicks are our deal. I mean, that's not our bag. That's uh, that's sad but true. I so think, the yeah, I think we've had 
I, I want to say off the top of my head, like five all season, and we scored on two of them. Um, that seems right. It might even be only four and scored on one. one. I have two. No. Oh, whatever. It, it's it's not good. The point is it's that we've good. missed. And multiple people have missed. It's not like one person yeah. is the culprit here. It's been multiple people. So I don't want to go to a shootout. Yeah. We have to score in the run of play uh, during the, the at least during the game. So yeah. Okay. You, you you do these deep set. We need to like edit those out with something. <laughs> like what? Like a dolphin sound or something? Like yeah, what? that'd be that'd be better. Please, please do that. And then so now the listeners would only now understand why they've been hearing dolphin sounds uh, because we're finally episode. talking about it. That'd be great. That'd this be, is a lot is, of work. That's not happening. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. You know. Maybe. <laughs> I don't even want to say if we win this round because I could. I'm setting myself up for more work next week. Yeah. I don't want to do that. Um, okay. So let's do this because um, we. I want to talk a little bit more about this game in detail. But first, I want to talk about sort of the other games out in the East. And I thought it would be fun if each of us sort of pick our winners, and then maybe what we can do is actually talk our way all the way through to the finals. And let's say that because there is, there's no draw, you have to pick a winner or a loser. Mm-hmm. We say whoever gets the most wins out of the three of us, correct, gets something. Or Josh, you were saying the flip side, the losers have to do something. And uh, we couldn't exactly come up with something off air, so Kevin said, "Let's t- let's get the fans to suggest something," which I feel like is a really bad idea. <laughs> but oh, we're going with it. <laughs> but we're going with it. So let's do this. Let's talk through this first round. Um, we'll get everybody's picks, and then after the fact, obviously, everybody's listening. Head over to Twitter. Let us know. Give us some ideas as to what the loser should have to do, or what the winner should get. It, it could be either or. Um, so, first matchup. Cincy, number one, versus Nashville, number eight. Now, what's interesting is that they just played this weekend. There's the two first-round games in the East were teams that just played this weekend. So, Cincy and Nashville played. They played to a 3-3 draw this weekend. Nashville scored four minutes in. And then there were no goals in the first half. There were no other goals in the first half. Five goals in the second half. And Nashville got the last goal in the 89th minute. So from like a psychological impact, they battled back and scored in, you know, almost stoppage time to bring this game level. Now they were in Nashville. But it feels like, you know, that's something that they can go into. You're looking for any little advantage you can get to basically look at Cincy and be like, here's this team that's winning all these accolades for, you know, not losing over 21 games or whatever it is. And, um, you know, they took them to 3-3, come from behind, got the first goal. You know, there's there's something you could take into that game with you. So, guys, what do you uh, what do you think about this game? Josh, Cincy, Nashville, it's, it's in Cincy. Yeah, I mean, something to keep in mind is uh, Cincy has not beat Nashville all season. It's been draws all throughout. So this uh, three matches uh, they've had, it was 0-0, 1-1, and now 3-3. So it's not like this is a good opponent for Cincy. With that said, it's going to be a charged atmosphere. They're going to be at home, and this one can't be a draw. So it's going to go to shootouts if it has to. I still think that... uh, there could be a little bit of uh, nerves into this one going in for Cincy. This is not their their strong suit. Uh, playoff play is not their their bag. Say it. So the fact that they're going in against an opponent that, opponent they have not beat all season. Say it. I think Nashville's getting this one. Yeah, I think there we're gonna it see is. a first round. I mean, if there was ever an opponent that they could have been up against that would knock them out in the first round, Nashville seems like that opponent. This was the best possible draw for uh, if you're a fan of any other team but Cincy. This is who you wanted them to play. Uh, I originally said New York because there's that history with New York knocking them out. But honestly, looking at the form of play and how they go head to head, yeah, Nashville's the worst opponent they could have possibly drawn. So best case scenario if you ask me all right kev bring us down tell us why since going to be your pick <laughs> i wasn't really going to give reasons i was just going to say Cincy. um because you know 
they got 77 points and Nashville got 49. I mean, really, I, I, I think it's... All that's out the window, Kev. This is one game. Sure. No, <laughs> look, minutes. of course it can happen. I mean, like, you know, it, like Nashville absolutely has a has, an, has a chance to, to take out Cincy um, for all the reasons that Josh just talked about. But no, I, I think I think this one is just a step too far for them. And uh, I think Cincy takes it. Okay. Um, uh, um, oh, man. See, I was squarely in the Nashville camp. Um, I think I still am. Like, I feel like... You know, I don't know. I, I've yeah. I anybody. See, I think I think Josh's Josh's answer and reasoning leads me to believe that he's he like I don't know. He think he's like lot like using logic and piecing this all together and arriving at his conclusion. You just want Cincy to lose. <laughs> I really you do. Just, I really, and so you're really gonna make do. your decision based off of that, and which I, is fine. This yeah. is fun. This is this is what it's all about. I was gonna say anybody who's listened to the show knows how I feel about Cincy. So, um, <laughs> but. Like in all honesty, like if if it was Cincy going up against like Indy, like I think I'd have no problem picking Cincy. Or if it was, you know, Cincy going up Beth, up against Bethlehem, I'd pick Cincy. I think New York, you know, I I feel like New York is kind of scary. Um, I I feel like they're a kind of team that can turn it on at any moment and just it's it's again it's one game and uh, and and I feel like you know Josh, like you said, I feel like. New York and Nashville were probably the two teams. Well, no, I really didn't want to play Indy just because of our history with Indy. But New mm-hmm. York and Nashville were probably the scariest of the bottom four to me. Um, and I do. I think based on their history, I think that Nashville matches up well with Cincy. I think if Nashville can keep their calm. You know, it this this feels very similar to when we played Cincy. And what, what was it, like the third game of the season? Like we went into Nippert. We sucked all the life out of the out of the crowd, and it was very easy to do. I sh- <laughs> it was very easy to get the crowd to just be quiet. Um, it wasn't yeah. easy necessarily for the players on the field, but you know, you basically just shut down the defense, and or you just play shut down defense so they can't do anything. The crowd, you know, thinking they're going to get six goals or whatever it is, starts to get antsy, and then you steal one or two, and uh, and if you can lock it down, this is going to be a nervy game till the end. But um, I do think I think. I think Nashville can do it, um, you know, and I think out of all of these three games, this is probably the one that I feel least certain about, but uh, I do think it's going to be Nashville, so I'm putting Nashville down for me. I'm going to say that's who takes it. Kevin's shaking his head in disbelief. Get over yourself, Kevin. It's not disbelief. It can happen <laughs> for sure, but, you know. I mean, this is one of those where it's not going to be surprising if Cincy wins. It's yeah. definitely going to be – kind of expected but yeah I, I do think there is a big possibility for nashville and i i'm i'm also biased i don't want cincy to win anything so <laughs> there is that but i think there's logic why it could not why it could come to fruition that they get knocked out yet again in the first round yeah i've said that i would love to be the ones to knock cincy out um so you know i'm i'm happy to be wrong here and see them further down the line and then have it be us to knock them out but i do think that this is a game that nashville could win so mm-hmm. next matchup gentlemen louisville at two indy 11 at three again they just played this weekend louisville beat indy one nothing and it was a pk goal for lancaster so again if you're looking for any sort of mental edge indy can say look the only way they were able to score on us was a pk um you know, otherwise, and it was at Louisville, I believe. So they went into Louisville. They were able to only lose one nothing off of a PK. They're going back in this week. They were just there. They know what to expect. I feel like, you know, well, we'll get to my feelings in a second. Kev, how are you feeling about this game? I'll let you lead this one off. Um, for a couple things. Well, so I'm guessing Indy still didn't know that they were in the playoffs going into the final game i'm guessing there was still a chance that like due to timing north carolina could have still slipped in the top eight and Andy could have fallen out i'm guessing that's the case and so in that in that way i mean you have all the motivation in the world to to play your best game of the season if you're indie um i think that's the case for a lot of these uh teams that just kind of snuck in uh to the playoffs i think it's hard to replicate that kind of play and emotion um especially when you're going up against Louisville. And so I just, yeah, based off of form, um, based off of, I think Indy's going to be a little kind of 
physically and emotionally exhausted after after you know making it into the playoffs and Louisville like like I said have, have they're coming into the playoffs on great form um they've won what their last five games um I think they're a good team uh so yeah no, I know I think Louisville takes this one pretty comfortably too yeah I agree I think Louis takes this one um you know I think Indy have had a great season again we've had fits with them um a lot of it was you know it seemed just like mental stuff um and you know I wouldn't be surprised if Indy gets one or two, but it just feels like Louisville's been here before. I mean, they've they've gone deep the past few seasons. They won it last season. Like they they know what they need to do. Um, so I I see them taking care of business in this one and and walking away uh, with the W. Josh. Yeah, you're probably not wrong, but this is actually going to be a little bit tougher than I think a lot of people give it credit for. Uh, beginning of the season, they faced off against each other, and Indy won. Uh, it was in Indiana, though. Uh, and then halfway through the season, it was a 2-2 draw. And then the last game they played, it was 1-0 with Louie taking it. So it, it's not like this is a foregone conclusion. They have a history. And this is a rivalry. This mm-hmm. is a, a big rivalry. I mean, some stupid long name to call it there. Some six words. I don't know. Hashtag, like, acronym thing. <laughs> I don't know. It, it's, I, every time I look at it, I'm like, what, what does this mean? What, what are you guys talking about? Um, but, yeah, it, it's a big rivalry. And it, it's going to be a great game i think this is probably going to be the most fun to watch as far as uh start the first round of the playoffs just because of the fact that they are rivals so that kind of compounds everything and they're so close to each other that i'm i'm really hoping for a huge away support uh to be there as well so i'm excited for this one i think it's probably gonna be louis but i wouldn't be surprised if this one goes to pks all right so we're all taking louis uh real quick before we i feel like like doing like a plug here in between the games. It's not even really a plug. You said acronym, which made me think Akron, which made me think Columbus, which made me think crew, which made me think, yeah, because we haven't <laughs> talked about it. Josh, how you feeling? Uh, so good, so good. It was, uh, I mean, it's not a done deal. Uh, for people who don't know, Save the Crew, they've been uh, going to be relocated, and it looks like local ownership um, in the form of the owner of the Browns being part of that ownership group, uh, local ownership group, is a uh, buying them and keeping them in uh columbus so super awesome it's not a done deal yet i'm oh yeah i'm i'm so relieved and i'll probably go into a game here at the end of this month just because uh yeah i can finally go there and not feel depressed so i'm looking forward to it this is an amazing case where if the fans didn't speak up uh I, I don't think anything would have happened. But this was oh, no. this was purely yeah. just like sheer willpower to not give up and stay just on top of this 24/7 getting all the support. So yeah, huge huge kudos to the Columbus Crew fans for pulling this off. Um it's yeah, amazing. I didn't crew, think it was going to happen. It was amazing. No, no. It, the Save the Crew like became a movement. It had it was organized. They had a website, they had merchandise. They were they were pumping money into this and fan support, and it is amazing that it worked. It kind of reminds me of the Sons of Ben for uh, the union, how yeah. that supporters group got together and like, we want a team in in Philly. Let's make it happen. And just by their sheer willpower and you know making enough noise, they made it happen. Same thing with this. I mean, with the noise they made, they, they made sure every local business knew, hey, we want this. We will be there. They even did a season ticket drive for, like, if new ownership happens, this is how many season tickets you can guarantee to sell. And they had people sign up for it and all that kind of stuff. And, yeah, I think they got up to – I can't remember now. It's over 10000 but a lot of season tickets it's, pledged. It's funny because it's almost like – it's like you said. It's like Sons of Ben, but because the crew never really had to do that because they were just sort of one of the founding teams, this is now yeah. almost like a rebirth of the team where the fans are like laying claim to it and being like, nah, this is, this is our squad. This is our moment. Um, exactly. Yeah. No, it's awesome, awesome stuff. Um, so kudos to Columbus. Back to USL. <laughs> Charleston, fourth place versus New York, fifth place. So these two teams met twice. We're, in the... we're just skipping over the obvious us. Question. We're gonna wait. We're, we're, we're saving the best for last year, Kevin. I'm not looking. I'm Come not looking on. at the agenda. I'm sorry. Jeez. <laughs> You're not looking at the agenda. I no. mean, now I am. 
<laughs> Charleston in fourth, New York in fifth. These teams met twice in the regular season and had a total of 15 goals in those two games. So massive, massive amount of goals. Two games, 15 goals. The first one was a 5-2 Red Bulls win on March 31st. Then there was a 4-4 draw on August 25th in Charleston. Um, we should say, in addition to picking who wins this one, we should pick the scoreline, just because it's it's gonna. <laughs> it might end up being something ridiculous, like a you know, like they go to PKs after a nil-nil draw after 15 goals in two games, but I don't think that's gonna happen. Um, this one's tough. Uh, I kind of feel like oh geez, I need to go back and look. So Charleston finished the the last five games with a draw, a win, two losses, and a win. New York went draw, draw, win, win, win. So three wins, including against us. Um, I'm inclined to give this one to New York, guys. I think that uh, I think New York plays upset here and uh, and makes it the second upset in this uh, in the Eastern Conference. For you, for me, for me. That's right. <laughs> Josh, who are you taking? Yeah, I I feel like New York is on an upswing right now, and the fact that New York is also they're known to turn it on for the playoffs. And Charleston's in a weird place right now; they're not doing really well. They had this legal issues with their owner just come out. It's it's kind of like a mess over there. It feels like I just don't know how much of that's going to be playing head games um, with the team itself. Uh, so it's. It just doesn't look pretty with him right now. I would not be surprised if New York uh, gets the upset on this one. Kev? Yeah, I'm actually going to go New York um, for, the for, for the form reasons that you guys just mentioned. But I think also, I think in the playoffs, I, I think teams that are a bit more attacking tend to do a little bit better. And if you look, I mean, the Red Bulls have scored 71 goals this season. Only since he did that better um by scoring one more goal than, than them with 72 so i think that, yeah they scored 71 goals charleston only scored 47 obviously charleston charleston was much more defensively sound than than the red bulls but yeah i don't know i i think in, in big games and big moments and big playoff matches i think it's you're more likely to make defensive errors um that that the you know opposing attack can capitalize on and i think yeah i, I think the red bulls are well well positioned to do that so yeah i think I actually think the Red Bulls win this pretty comfortably. Um, yeah, I'm going for them. Yeah, and uh, just looking at historical facts with them, uh, they're head-to-head. Uh, I think they've had, it says uh, four draws, four wins for New York, and only one win for Charleston. So just historically speaking, Charleston usually doesn't get the better of New York to begin with. So I, I would definitely see New York taking this one. So, so far... For those keeping score at home, the only game that we haven't picked unanimously thus far is the Nashville Cincy game. Kevin being the outlier there. Otherwise, Josh and I picked the same. Which brings us to the penultimate game of the weekend. I'm, I'm like shaking my hand like I'm in church or something. I don't know why. Um, Hounds, I wonder what we're going to pick for this one. Hounds yeah. third. <laughs> Beth Steele, six at Highmark Stadium. Hounds' first playoff game ever at Highmark. Also the 100th game played at Highmark in terms of history. This season, August 12th, we paid them. Hounds got a 2-1 win in Lehigh. September 7th, we got a 4-1 win at Highmark. We talked a little bit about how, you know, what we think the team may do in this game. Um, But, yeah, I mean, Kev... Now that we just sort of talked about every other game, you're Lily. How do you approach this game? I think you can break down this game into moments, and I think what's going to be pivotal for us is to not concede within the first, like, 25 minutes. Um, Because I think, let's not forget, I mean, this is, even though we kind of have Bethlehem's number this season, beating them twice, um, even though we're the third-place team, we're home, quote-unquote the better team than they are this is still a playoff game for them and it's a playoff game with in-state rivals I mean so they're going to be geared up for this and so I think if we can you know I I think it's usually if you're the home team you say you want to go out you know out of the gates quick and and jump on them and try to get an early goal and all that kind of stuff I actually think it kind of switches here I think if you can if we can keep Bethlehem quiet for the first 25 
I think everything then just kind of goes downhill for us. I think I think the you know the atmosphere at being at home. Um, you wait, know, wait, wait, it goes goes downhills for us or for them? Like for I mean for us in a good way, as if like you're on a bike and you're going downhill. Like, okay. yeah. You just you just flip that analogy. Sorry, yeah. Like what? So so I, I think uh, yeah I think it just gets easier. I think the atmosphere will, will continue to help us and hurt them as the, as the as the game goes on. And let's not rem- let's not forget on the on the back end of the season we've been really good at scoring late goals. Um, so I think that's that's only going to be in our favor. I think we're we're always you know. Yeah, we we have a shot at scoring late, and and I think as the game goes on, all of that mixed in together, as you know, Bethlehem will, will remember that you know they don't they don't beat us, and and so I think the the more time you give them to think about that, I think the the better for us. So I think it's that's that's the biggest thing. Guys, it's that moment. Who's taking Bethlehem? Who's doing it? <laughs> Who's no doing one's it? Bethlehem. No one's taking. No, no one's taking Bethlehem. No, no. no. Yeah, this no. is a game where we should. We. Sh- this is a game we we win. I mean, I, I don't think it's Would a you... trap game. I don't think it's anything like that. This is a game that we should definitely win. And it's as far as what Lily should do. It's it's do exactly what you did last time. I mean, <laughs> you beat them four one at home last time. Crowd's gonna be bigger this time. Atmosphere's gonna be great. Uh, it might be a wet game. I don't think so. It looks like the rain's supposed to happen in the morning and then hold off for the rest of the day. So we should be okay in that regard. I, I want this to just be a skill-based match. I don't want it to be anything else going on with this. So I, I don't see how how we can get in our own heads and make this not happen as far as that goes. I feel like the team knows what they have to do. It, it I don't know. I just... Try to find, I'm trying to think of a way that, you know, they can get into our heads. I'm just not seeing it. I guess scoring early would be the one way, like Kevin said. But other than that. It, it is really weird. It feels like as a group of fans, we're kind of getting away with something right now. Because it's, I, I think, if you look at, based on form, and any of the top four teams you would want to play right now, it's maybe us. Um, and if you look at any of the bottom four teams that made it in the playoffs, that you you know, would want to play, it's probably Bethlehem Steel. I mean, so it's this weird thing where, based off of how we're playing recently and all that kind of stuff, you you feel like the first game should be really difficult for us, especially, you know, given how we play against Indy and, and how we play against New York. Um, but we somehow get Bethlehem Steel. Bethlehem Steel somehow gets us. And, uh, and all of a sudden, just based off of that alone, um... Yeah, you feel a lot more comfortable and confident. It's a weird feeling. It's almost like, too, Kev, you know, to your point, I feel like if you weren't a Hounds fan and you're looking at all of the matchups in the East, this is probably, like, the most boring. Like, I feel like out of all of them, <laughs> like, you sort of look at it and you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah right. Yeah, like, you know, Pittsburgh's going in. They're not finishing that hot. Bethlehem, yeah, it's like the same thing. This isn't a case where, you know, you're looking at Red Bulls thinking like, ah, oh, they could get an upset. And, you know, Louisville, you're looking to just roll through it. And Cincy and Nashville has a chance at, you know, being something special. This feels like it's pretty cut and dry. And maybe that's because we're biased fans. I don't know. But, um, yeah, no, I agree. This is going to be a fun one. Um, I, I, I don't see a way in which, you know, I feel like if Bethlehem tries to bunker, it's going to bite them. And I feel like if they try to open it up, it can bite them as well. I just don't. I don't think that they can match the Hounds, sort of position for position, talent-wise. I feel like I, this is this is a must-win, and, and and I think that the Hounds will do it. No. So yeah, I know. I'm stating <laughs> I don't think the this obvious. Is a must win. Mike. Thanks, Kev. Okay, let's do this. Let's take it a step further. So we all said Hounds. Um, let's do actual score predictions. Josh, what do you think the final score of this game is? Hmm. Um, I hadn't thought about the final score. Uh, I'm gonna say three zero, three nil. I like yeah. it, Kev. What are you saying? I think it is a nervy as hell one nil. <laughs> oh, um, I hate you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I I feel like it's 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 gonna be something where it's pretty even. We get a goal on like sixty five, and then it's just like the most nerve-wracking last 25 minutes of your life. Um, that's that's kind of how I'm seeing this one play out. I'm going to say 3-1. to one. 
I'm going to say Steel score first, and we all get nervous as crap, and then we get two goals, and everybody just parties, and we get a third one in the last ten minutes of the game, and the place just explodes. Who, who do you think starts for this? Mike Kirk. <laughs> <laughs> I would be so pissed. <laughs> <laughs> Better not be. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, this is probably the almost the same lineup we saw uh, against New York. I mean, the starting lineup as far as that goes. I mean, that, that that's what I would probably guess as well. But would you be shocked if Vanky is yells at striker in this game? <laughs> yes, I would be shocked. Um, I, I, but I don't know. Part of me thinks like he will be a striker. He'll be a good no, one. No, no, not that. <laughs> I, I, okay. Like I wouldn't be. I don't know. I don't know why, but like I wouldn't be shocked if like Banjo starts or something. Um, I, I feel like Lily might have something in that, something like that in him. Um, I think it's also probably not that bad of a plan to maybe have some firepower you can bring in off the bench if things aren't going your way, um, especially because I think it is going to be, you know, if, if if you don't take the idea of we're going to go out them full speed from the you know from minute one then I think you're looking at managing the game. Um, and I think, you know, anytime you want to do that, you want to be able to bring off power off, off the bench. Uh, Kerr helps to do that. I, I know I'm not his biggest, I'm, 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 I'm a, you know, critic of him sometimes, but I think he, he could be huge for us in the, in, in, the, in the run of the playoffs. Experienced head, captain, all that kind of stuff. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if he even starts this game. Um, I don't know, I, I, because... Well, wasn't wasn't he due back a lot earlier than this last game? I thought I thought like his injury dictated that like he had at least a pretty decent shot to come. So it, it might have been a thing. He he might have been. I, I don't know. This is my lack of research on this, but maybe he he's been in full training for a couple of weeks and he just now got some minutes or whatever like that. So I mean, he he could be a lot more fit than we think he is, and I, I think I think he could prove very valuable uh, for us in this game and the rest of the playoffs. Yeah, he was uh, listed as questionable, I think, the, the week before, or at least the, the match before. And then this is the first time against New York was the first time he was off the injury report completely. Yeah, yeah, it will be interesting because I do feel like, you know, in big games like this, Lily always does something that you look at the lineup and go, oh, come on, like, really? But it's, it's, <laughs> it's all just, you know, subverting expectations for the other team. He doesn't do it to tick you off. He does it to mess with the other team. So it will be interesting to see what the lineup is before this one. Um, and I think it, even if even if it's the same exact lineup as we saw this past weekend, I still think there's going to be people like us that go, huh, okay, that's interesting too. Like there's just, you don't know what to expect anymore. Um, so yeah, that's what we think. Not that, you know, anybody would be surprised by that at all. Guys, let's do this real quick. So I was originally thinking, uh, I guess wrongly, sort of looking at the, the USL now put out sort of their playoff bracket. Um, I was thinking that it would be less on bracket and more on uh, where you finished positionally. So, like, you know, if depending on, regardless, it's a bracket. So let's do this. Let's talk all the way through to the finals, and uh, and see who we got going representing the East. So, Kev, you said Cincy and New York. So if Cincy and New York play, who's winning that one? Uh, Cincy. All right, and then you said Hounds in Louisville. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm making you go first. Oh, man. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to do this. Now. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I. <laughs> I feel like if we just said like pick who you're representing in the East, that gives you an easy out. So I feel like this is a little bit more difficult. Just yeah, like, look, I've, I mean... <laughs> All right, we won't do this, Kev, because I know you'll... Yeah, But no, I, but I, yeah, I'll say, I'll say the Hounds. I'll say, yeah, I'll, I'll say the Hounds get through that one. Okay, so then your Eastern Conference final is FC it's Cincinnati Cincinnati's. versus Pittsburgh. Ooh. Yeah, huge game. Huge, huge, huge game um, that will be played on a knife edge. And, I mean, why not? Sure, yeah, we we win. I mean, what I, I'm not going to not feel like pick it's us. Yeah, I, that feels completely disingenuous. <laughs> because yeah. it's so, like... <laughs> The playoffs are nuts, and this is uncharted territory. This is like, here, sail to that part of the map that we don't have planned out and predict what you're going to find there. It's like, I don't know. It's the entire point. We've never been there. I don't know what's going to happen. It's hard. This Josh, is hard. Josh, show them how easy this is. Nashville versus New York. 
Nashville versus New York. I feel like Nashville gets that one. Okay, and then uh, Hounds versus Louis. Hounds versus Louis. That's it's gonna be a tough one, but I feel like okay. Hearts saying I'm. I'll admit it. Hearts saying Hounds, but Head is saying probably Louis. Okay, so then who's 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 representing in the East then? Your heart or your head? Yeah. Is it <laughs> is it is it the Hounds ver is it the Hounds versus Red Bulls or is it Louisville versus Red Bulls? Uh, wait, Red Bulls. Wait, you mean Nashville? Oh, you said Nashville. I'm sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't think Red Bulls are gonna get very far. Um, so who wins it? You mean who who represents the East? Is it Nashville, Louisville, or Pittsburgh? Uh, I I feel like Louis. Unfortunately, I, it's so boring though. I don't want Louis to get it again. I don't want them to be the the final. I I want it to be the Hounds, obviously. But yeah. I'm going to say Nashville versus Red Bulls. I'm going to pick Red Bulls. I'm going to say they, they advanced to the Eastern Conference Finals. They've done it the past few seasons again. They just always seem to get hot at the right time. Um, I'm going to say that we go to Louisville and Lily works some magic. It's a one-game sort of thing, and we pull it off. It's us versus Red Bulls in the final, and that is like – that's the one where you got to make up for, you know, Dan Lynn not winning the Golden Glove. That's that's the poster board material of, like, we need to redeem ourselves, and the only way to do it is to win it all. And so... These predictions are all over the map. This is nuts. Mine is spot on. You shut your mouth when you're talking to me. <laughs> it, it, just, it just shows that, yeah, it's like... I don't, I don't know what it shows. I, don't, I have no idea what it shows. <laughs> it said that I'm the only one that was like, oh, okay, well, if I'm being honest, blah, blah, blah. Everyone was like, nah, it's going to be hounds. Look, Josh, I'm with you. I, look, it, if we play Louisville in... It's going to be a tough match. It's going to be a very tough match. Louisville has had number, and it's not And I think, let's put it this one. way. I wouldn't, I wouldn't bet my own money on the hounds winning that game. <laughs> and that's one of those ones, too, where, like, if we played Cincy, I'd be like, well, never mind. I was going to say, I'd be genuinely ticked if we lost. Um, what... I actually think that I I would, I I would say we would have a better shot against Cincy than Louisville. I, I, think, I agree. Yeah, I, I think how we match up against Louisville is just tough. I think they're just a, we we don't line up well against them. I, I think I think we've shown more moments against Cincy where we actually have a shot. But I think I think Louisville is just a really good team who have gotten hot right now. Yeah. I'm trying to pull up the schedule real quick to see how we've actually performed against Louisville this season. Um, I mean, it doesn't feel good. I know that much <laughs> as far as what we've had against them. But I don't know. Th- this is going to be a toss-up. I, this is something that has been fun this whole season was how close everyone was, except for the outliers, which would be, you know, with uh, Cincy getting hot and having an unbelievable season. But uh, everyone else, I mean, it, it hasn't been that wide of a field as far as points go. So Hey, so who do you think, who do you think won the uh, regular season head-to-head matchup against Louisville? I got a feeling with your smirk, it's probably <laughs> So we played them on June 27th in Louisville. We won one nothing. I remember that. That was, that was on that, that stretch was of one. three really tough games yep. or whatever. And, and we then yeah. on September 15th, they came to town and we drew 2-2. Yeah. So that was right after the 4-1 to trouncing of Bethlehem. Um, yeah. Oh, that would be too weird. If, if Wait, wasn't – wait, that Louisville that we played at home – we kind of came back twice in that game, right? It was like we – I can't remember. I, I, I remember we really kind of had to chase that. I don't know. I'm not trying to – I'll just shut up. No, keep, <laughs> I was going to say keep talking because I'm, I'm pulling up the uh, the game page right now to try to figure out when the goals actually happened. Like just, I, I, I – for whatever reason, I remember being – that. I remember us being the worst team for the majority of that game, and we like somehow pulled out two late goals or something like that. I could be really wrong. Um, this is great radio. I know, it really is. I'm sorry. the The USL page, it just every time you try to open it up, it's just. Dots. While you're doing that, Josh, who do you think will who do you think will make it out of the West? I have no idea what's no happening clue. in the West. <laughs> I suck at this. I don't even pay attention to the West at all. Well, we don't. I feel terrible. The only time I ever hear anything about the West is on the USL show. Yeah. And a lot of times, I'm like, oh, who were they just talking about? I can't remember. <laughs> uh. <laughs> But I know, you know, the two teams have been killing it years past, which uh, bothers me to no end. Yeah. yeah. Kev, you were you were spot on. So there was a Cameron Lancaster goal in the 31st minute. 
Then there was a goal in the 70th minute for Louisville, and then they had the own goal. That was the Joe Holland cross yeah. in, and then we got a stoppage time PK that Forbes put in. So, yeah, you were right on. We, we ended up chasing that game. So, yeah. Oh, man. There's just so much to be Moral of the story is everyone root for Indy. That's right. Uh, <laughs> in that Derby I don't know if I want match. to play Indy either. But anyway, we got to play one Seriously, of them. Seriously, I would much rather play Indy. It's, I mean, like, lo- looking at the standings and looking at the bracket and all that kind of stuff, I, I, I mean, it sounds like you guys might disagree with me here with, like, Nashville and, and maybe Red Bulls or whatever. But it, it, there's no – I'm no, like, there's no – shock in there for me like everything looks the way it's supposed to i know that's a pretty obvious statement but to me it doesn't seem like why uh, since he doesn't really deserve to be first i mean i think on the general balance of the play of the season they, they should and louisville should be second we should be third you know etc cetera, etc cetera. i don't think there was any kind of big shocks or surprises or, or or anything like that at least in the east which i guess in a way is kind of surprising i don't know yeah for the run of play, yeah, as far as like following the season. But if you were to told me this was the table at the beginning of the season, I would have laughed. <laughs> I know. Well, and seriously, Rowdies nowhere. Okay, that's sure. I think that's the biggest <laughs> news of the season. I completely agree with you, Josh. I mean, the fact that they finished what, what was it like twelfth or something? Yeah, they're in twelfth place. That's yeah. nuts. Um, one thing to point out: if the Hounds get the win this weekend and Indy is able to beat Louisville, that means the Hounds would get two home playoff matches. Um, so we would get this one this weekend, and then we would get one the following weekend against Indy. So, you know, root for us, root for Indy. Guys, we've been talking for like an hour. It totally doesn't feel like it. Um, just to let you guys know what's coming up this week, Justin is going to sit down with Evan to do another preview show about Bethlehem. So you got more Mongols coming at you um, to help preview this game. The team announced today that the game on Saturday will be a gold out. So wear your gold. That's like the one color I don't own any of. So I need to, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm going to figure that one out. Um, which, we're going to be there. Well, not Kevin. But we will be there. Ouch. Yeah. <laughs> That's on you, bro. Um, we will be there recording live at the tailgate starting at 4.30. So... Make sure you stop by and say hello. The plan is we're going to set up a table. We'll have the microphones there. We're all going to be hanging out. Me, Josh, Liz, Justin, Laura, Allen will all be there. Um, and really what we want to do is we, because this is you know not only the Hounds' first home playoff game ever, it's also the 100th match at Highmark Stadium. We want to sort of just have like a bit of a reflection show, looking back on the season, looking back on everybody's favorite moments at Highmark Stadium. So what we really would love is anybody that's there stop by share your favorite memories from Highmark. this is really just going to be like a fun party kind of show before the game even starts um it's going to be a lot of fun like i said 4 30 get there the steel army is going to have food and all sorts of great stuff um and then i'm, Josh, I'm guessing if they don't want to be on mic they don't have to be they can still come right. up to you guys and talk to you and all that right kind of stuff. yes you can still come up say hello but we would love to get your perspective we love talking to to everybody and anybody um so yeah absolutely come by say hello it's gonna be so so much fun and then yeah get your butt in a seat at the game they they just put in the full-blown bleachers uh where the steel army is at and josh you said you guys are worried about getting your spot because you're afraid it's gonna be packed um which is a good thing so. yeah yeah it looks like i looking at Ticketmaster, looking at tickets sold this thing's filling up fast i'm so happy i was so worried that you know pittsburgh would be pittsburgh and not show up <laughs> but it seems like playoffs bring them to to the high marks so it, it's filling up and it looks like we're going to be so the steel army is going to start our tailgate at one so if you get down there early there'll be people hanging out it's going to be a huge tailgate uh probably going to have a keg and probably going to have Lots and lots of food, and I think Tuffy's also doing a barbecue. I don't know. It's, it's A lot of stuff is happening. And if you don't have a gold shirt, don't worry, because the first 2,000 people get a gold shirt who go in. Is it a shirt or is it a towel? There's a towel and a shirt. Oh, the snap. The shirt is sponsored by Heineken, so only people 21 and older get the shirt. So <laughs> your odds of getting a shirt are even better. <laughs> That's awesome. So, yeah, it's going to be so, so much fun. Um, you know, when I say a live show, we're not going to be, like, there's nowhere you can go and listen to us live. The show will be, we'll, we'll piece it together. We'll put it out after the game is over. Um, I'm sure Liz will still do a full 90, so we'll do a full 90. We'll probably release the show on Sunday. We'll do our recap show on Monday, as always. Um, yeah. Just and, and just just so the listeners know what's coming up, presumably we're doing a regular regular season kind of wrap-up 
once the season's over. Yeah, sure. After I'm not playoffs. even talking yeah. about it well, right well, now, yeah. We're going to have fine. so much. I mean, that's it's fine. Cool. <laughs> we're not doing that. Well, it just feels time, like, okay, the regular season's the over. This is normally when we do our like kind of recap, and obviously this is, you know. Now we're not. This is new. Ter- this was normally our depressed show after yes. the season. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. it's not this. This year. is new territory, Kevin. We're sailing <laughs> to that part of the map that never existed, and now we're gonna have to tell you how it goes. And yeah, so no, this is gonna be a lot of fun, uh, guys. If you're listening, you know what you got to do. We will be there cheering you on. It's gonna be just. It's gonna be an amazing atmosphere. You're talking about the players, right? I'm talking to you, Kevin. You know what you got to do. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> it was to buy a plane ticket. You That's did. right. <laughs> you do it. It's already too late. I think that's it for this one, guys. Um, yeah, I there, I have no other words. Is there is there anything else from you guys? Any words of encouragement to the just, team? Just some dolphin noises. That's all we need. <laughs> That's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. All right, here we go. Thanks to our sponsor, Roughneck Scarves, official scarf supplier to MLS, USL, and U.S. soccer. Get custom scarves for your group or team at roughneckscarves.com. If you're looking for more great USL news, head over to uslnews.com. I know they already published uh, a Western Conference preview. I believe an Eastern Conference preview is coming. Um, so definitely go check out everything that's over there. Fantastic work from that from those guys, all part of the BGN family. Guys and gals. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at Mongols and at WoMongols. Email us at Mongols at BGN.fm. Head over to iTunes, subscribe to the show, leave us a review. Otherwise, let us know what you thought about this one. We will see you Saturday. Thanks, everybody. We'll talk to you very, very soon. Cheers. Later. <laughs>